The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Hour three here in the Swain Event. Let's go to the phones, the Irish Network's hotline this morning, 865-255-03. Let's get to T. No, is that TC or DR Vol? TC? TC. TC, good morning. What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, man. It's uh, interesting uh, hearing you two talk about this. Um, I see both sides, but I think the, the biggest issue for most fans is there's just no transparency or accountability. Mm. True. That, that's the bigger issue is we just have no clue what goes on. They say every play is reviewed. That's what they say. That's what they say. But when you see things like Hendon Hooker's uh, tackle, you know, being where he was targeted, and I don't care how fast they go. I saw it in real time. You know, I, I mean, I immediately said that's targeting. And, and don't they and have a guy in the booth they're that's actually watching? to in? What's that? And don't they have a guy that's in the booth supposed to beep in when they see? That's what they say. Targeting, yeah. But who booth knows? And there's, no, there's no transparency. There's no accountability. Yeah. And there's a guy right there on the sideline. There's a ref right on the sideline. When something happens on the sideline, so that the, should be easy. So that's the problem. So here's the way to fix that: put a camera in that booth, watching them with audio and camera feed. Where, that you can watch on an alternative channel, and that'll <laughs> fix that. <laughs> kind of like uh, what was that? Was that the uh, was that the XFL? Mm-hmm. The latest, the latest. It was, it was one of those leagues, yeah. and that was ingenious. That was a that was fantastic. Yeah, that was the latest. Because then, at least, even if they get it wrong, at least you get to hear why they get it wrong, and you get to see why they get it wrong, and you believe, okay, they actually did look at it. They still screwed it up, maybe, but but at least you're a part of the process. Right now, we're just sitting out there wondering what the heck is going on here. How was that meant? Yeah, yeah. That, so that's what that's what I that's what I did when when Hina Hooker got got hit the way he did after the DB launches. I mean, and there's evidence pointing to yeah they review every play because you know we've seen plays be stopped even before coach throws a challenge flag or calls a timeout it's stopped from central it's stopped from you know uh, an official in the booth so like yeah we've seen evidence of every play being looked at but then we've also seen evidence of maybe that guy that's supposed to be responsible for looking at it maybe he went to sleep because he missed this one yeah he's out getting popcorn or something <laughs> he missed out so I just want to know what's actually going on up there. Yeah. And 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 I think that would fix a lot of this if they would just have some transparency and, and these guys were held accountable. And maybe, you know, maybe they should have to answer questions by the media after games. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that every play is reviewed when you see some of the things that have happened to us this year. Totally understandable. Yeah. You know. And and the problem is there's no transparency by the league. But anyway, that's my two cents, guys. Love you. Talk to you later. Hey, much love to you, my friend. Well, it's just like uh, the the Bryce Young fumble. 
the the referee didn't provide much transparency on the field Zero. because they they re, they reviewed the fumble obviously, and he says that that it was confirmed on the field that after reviewing we we thought that they were looking at whether they were reviewing whether it was a fumble or not, and it was clearly a fumble. Pretty des- clear, d- despite what Greg McElroy wanted to say. Pretty clear. Um, pretty clear. And he comes back and says, touchdown confirmed. And, and we're thinking, we just watched with our own eyes Bryce Young fumble. It, it doesn't take a genius to, to see that he fumbled. It, it takes a basic understanding of the rules that, hey, the ball starting to come loose before he crosses the goal line. It's a fumble, which is what happened. And, and, he, and he comes out and says, touchdown confirmed. When in reality, what they were reviewing wasn't the fumble. But they were trying to review whether or not Alabama recovered the football in the end zone. Mm. And if, if the referee says that in, in that instance, that clear recovery was established or, or whatever, and, and look, I, I get that the clear recovery is a, is a separate talking point. I'll get to that in just a second. But just speaking to, to the review and what the ref said was confirmed, he was confirming that Alabama recovered the fumble, not that Alabama had fumble. So if, if you're transparent in that moment, then there there's not as many people mad because then okay, like okay, we get we we understand now. Like we we saw that. We we understand. But you had people thinking that you were reviewing a fumble and 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 that you confirmed that he did not fumble when that was not the case. And in terms of the the clear recovery I meant to bring this up earlier in the week, and I was getting around to telling Swain during the break and until my computer wanted to stop playing our our music coming back. Um, if you go back and, and you watch that sequence of, of the, the, the fumble being reviewed on television, there's an angle kind of from, from the opposite side where it, it kind of shows the – the, I think it was like the back of Bryce Young, but there's an instant, uh, an angle that it showed momentarily after Bryce Young fumbled of him just across the goal line on the ground, and it looked like he was kind of holding the football and and had the football covered up. So that made me wonder, and I I put this in my little review that, that I do each week on, on VolQuest on, on the GQ where I go back and watch the game and, and jot down some thoughts and, and things that I, I notice when I go back and watch the broadcast. I, I, I threw this in there, and again, meant to bring this up earlier this week, but it, it looked like Bryce Young had fallen back on the football and, and was on the football for a solid moment. So I wonder if, if the referees had deemed that clear recovery in, in the end zone. Should have said it. Because that would that would make a ton of sense. Yeah, should have said it. Yeah. If if that is the case, I, I don't know whether that is that is true or not. It, it, it I'm I'm going off of what something appeared to be to me when I was going back and, and watching the broadcast because I know there's plenty of videos and photos of, of Kamal Haddon coming out of the pile with the football but that looked to be after Bryce Young had maybe already fallen back on the football for a solid moment in the end zone, which even even if it's just for a moment that, that counts as a recovery if, if it's in the end zone for Bryce Young, but there's no transparency yep. whatsoever from what they were what they were reviewing, what they saw, why the call is what it is. If if they did those things, then then there wouldn't be so much anger and frustration from, from fans. And it's not just Tennessee fans. It, it's all throughout the league. It, it It's with every fan base. 
It, it's those calls that make people mad. It, it's not the holding. Yes, there, there are there, there's frustration with with the the, the non holding calls. I, I saw the Trump office be put in handcuffs by an Alabama offensive lineman twice, and, and nothing was called and should have been called. So, like, I get the frustration with holding. But to me, there's just a whole different level of frustration and, and being pissed off when it's the, the Hendon Hooker, no targeting, the fumble at the goal line, the old Miss debacle. We, we've got to have some transparency. Yeah, when you, when, you, when, you go, when you go on and make it seem like nothing's an issue, that's, that's when you, 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 you piss people off even more. Because... In that clip, it made it. He made it seem like that it wasn't as bad as as the people are, you know, making it out to be. Now, I feel like he knows there's an issue by what he said. Well, full time referees wouldn't necessarily fix all the issues either. I think that statement right there lets us know that he understands that it could be better. And I'll maintain that, yeah, it could be, it could be better, but the, the plays in question for Tennessee in the last two weeks, the three plays that I brought up was Ole Miss scoop and score, the Alabama fumble at the goal line, and then the targeting, full-time officials could make that same mistake. Now, all, on all three cases – uh, but certainly in Alabama, fumble on the goal line. And I think this is where maybe better officials that spend more time, you know, with their craft like you were mentioning, Ben, and on top of that, you are investing in, in technology and other ways to get better views to make sure that the call is right. So yes, we'll uh, hit the text box. That, that's on. what I agree. I just want to yeah. hammer home. Like I don't, I don't think that full time officials would just one thousand percent solve the issue, but I think it significantly decreases the the room for error. I, I think the the likelihood and and consistent mistakes would go down, in my opinion, if they were full time refs. Yeah, just get the just get the call right, man. That's all. Neil Mafia says, "Hmm, why are we staying in this conference again? <laughs> it's just so folks can." Complain about the refs. Didn't uh, Nealon call in for a second time yesterday and say that his original call wasn't about leaving the SEC? Well, it, well, it wasn't about running about. It wasn't his call about leaving the SEC wasn't about running away from competition. It was about monetary um, opportunities outside the SEC, and you don't need the SEC just to make money. And he did mention a a schedule that was equally as hard as the schedule that we are currently playing inside the SEC. So that's what he said. Because um, Neil Mafia wanted to be known that his argument was nowhere close to Jay's argument. Jay's argument was more like, hey, man, these teams too hard. Let's not play these hard teams. Let's be like Clemson. And Neil Mafia was like, no, we can go out and create the same revenue for ourselves that the SEC gives us and go out and play a tough schedule ourselves independently so that way if we do lose a game or do run the table, it still gets us where we want to be with the college football playoff. That was more of Neil Mafia's point, which I still disagree with. But I wanted to make sure Neil Mafia's point was accurately um, represented. 
All right, let's go back to the phones. 865-255-03. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. And um, who we got there? Volstorm. Volstorm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Turn the volume down. Turn the volume down. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Volstorm. I resent that. <laughs> see, see, if you talk soft to Volstorm, then he will respond. In the same manner. See, that's the trick. Interesting. That's the trick. If you yell, <laughs> then he'll yell. That's what you got to do. Guys, you know why Stanky doesn't want to have uh, full-time referees, don't you? Oh, he don't want to pay for them. Why else? <laughs> duh, duh. Duh. Oh, I, believe me, I know. They don't want to have to... Uh, they don't want to have to spend another dime than they absolutely have to, but... To me, I think the real reason is is that if you got full time officials, then they might have to take questions. Do pro officials take take questions? Man, they're full time. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think they take questions, man. I think they protect their officials. They do not take questions. <clears throat> they do not take questions, because, man. I, because let's face it. What holds these officials accountable for making these horrible mistakes? Well, they're supposed to be, you know, um, suspended if they make mistakes. I know NFL-wise, because those guys are full-time, there's an incentive to work playoff games and work the Super Bowl. And if you work those games, your bag is bigger. Like, you, you, you get more money. And – you work more big games, and if you are a low graded official, it affects your pocket. So, just like in most cases, your your money's affected. It's why people decide not to speed because they're gonna get that ticket, uh, or decide not to park in a certain area because you're gonna get that ticket. It's the reason why you, you lost on want to, want to park in that handicap place, but you know that's an easy two fifty, easy. Hundred dollar fine. You don't want to. You don't want to pay that. So the money is a motivator. Hit those pockets. Then it makes you, you know, want to be a little bit better. That's the motivator at the NFL level. I don't know the motivator at the college level. I guess besides you know working less games, and I'm guessing that's going to hit your pockets a little bit too, but not as much as NFL. Fake news. I ain't so lazy as to park in a handicapped spot. Dear Lord. <laughs> you I see me. you do it at dead end all the time. You caught me. What? You ain't never seen me do that dead end. I watched you get the middle <laughs> finger to an old woman who got out in a wheelchair because she, uh, yeah. she was about to take your, your, your spot at you dead end. You got me confused with somebody. There's, hey, there's a little area Look, right between. I'm an a-hole, not a jerk. <laughs> hey, there's a little area between one handicap and the other. It's like the it's like the area where you walk. Yeah, like, that, that free space. Yeah, that's that, a different. Story. That little spot right there. That's a good spot where you you know you run in and get a little takeout. That's a good spot. It ain't necessarily handicap, but it's not legal either. But at least you don't feel bad parking in a handicap spot. No, <laughs> you know how there's always that one space right next to it. Like some people park it, some people don't. That's yeah. called the free space. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look when. You know how it is. If there is no incentive, either good or bad, to do your job, then what's your quality of work going to be? Bad. Exactly. 
you have no incentive one way or the other. So it's just kind of like, well, I can go out and do whatever I want. There's no way to hold these officials accountable. Oh, there is. And there's yeah, a way. We can improve the technology, but to be honest, all that does is it's going to make the fans even more mad. I think there. I think you can hold them accountable. I, I'm not with the whole taking money out of their pocket. I I think that's a little too much. Um, but you can actually suspend them. Not. It's not even the whole suspend. To me, it's all about where they get assigned. Like if 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 you mess up, you have to go ref Swanee. You, you gotta go ref Swanee this weekend. That, that that that's your punishment. If it's like uh, the major league and, and minor leagues, and I know the the ump last night was was bad, and uh, umpires aren't aren't the greatest in the world. But <clears throat> professional baseball, I mean they they gradually get caught up from double A AA to triple A to to the majors, just like just like the players do, and <clears throat> and and they also get sent down if they're not doing a. a what Major League Baseball deems a good job. So let's send up and send down these these college football officials. If if I guarantee you these refs want to it's not even a guarantee. It's fact that these refs want to referee the biggest games. They want to call the national championships. They they want to to ref the Tennessee Alabama game, the Iron Bowl and and so on and so forth. Well, if if they're not doing a, a good job, make them go ref Sanford versus UTC. Nobody wants to spend their Saturday watching Sanford play UTC unless your kid plays on the team. So send, send them to, to games that nobody cares about, and that'll get their attention real quick. Guys, uh, guess who uh, is supposed to be officiating the Tennessee-Kentucky game? Neil and Mafia. No. Same crew? The crew that did all Miss. Lord. That same horrible, awful crew is supposed to be doing the Kentucky game. I mean, does it really matter? All the crews are awful. Yeah, but some of them have uh, some of them have stuck out worse this year than others. This one in particular, especially after what they did to uh, not only on the Ole Miss game but the Mississippi State Memphis game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll Guys, see. before I go, um, maybe, you know, I talked about officials, you know, taking comments and questions. How about Greg Stanky actually take some comments and questions from somebody besides his doughboy, uh, Paul Feinbaum? See you, boys! Ouch. Uh, going to the text box. Yes, the Ole Miss play, not reviewable. I'm not saying it was reviewable. I said every play is looked at from central office. So for progress is not reviewable to be changed, but every play is looked at. Y'all make it seem like I'm saying that the play wasn't even looked at by central office. Every play is looked at. That doesn't mean that you can change it. So I think there was some some miscommunication there or people not understanding kind of the points that Ben was making that, that I was making. Um Every play is looked at by a group of officials and the people that, who are not at the game. There's a there's an off-site group that looks at every play. TC called in and said, "There's you know, there's times when you wonder if 
if that's even true because of plays not being called correctly. So, and I also said in the offseason, that's something that you can fix to where a situation like that can be addressed and not happen again. So, yeah, that play was not reviewable. That's not the same as saying that, that the plays are being looked at. You can look at it and, and, and know that you can't change that call because in a rule book, it states you can't review that to change it. But every play in central office is looked at. Every play in the SEC is looked at by someone off-site. That's, that was the point I'm, I was making. So Ben was making a point, I was making a point, and they were a little different. But we on the same. We got on the same page during the break, so that was that was my stance. Full time officials would it be better? I think so. Ben definitely thinks so. But that doesn't mean that the plays that happen that we're talking about in question can't happen again. So now it's about the technology helping humans. When they make a mistake and when they make an error, that's 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 well, what you the, do. The problem is that the SEC is convinced that they did not get the calls wrong, so nothing will change. Vol BT says, but Swain, you said the ref went back and made the call right. Julio's catch, they are full-time. SEC refs don't get the call right after the review, and they are part-time. You're missing my point. That's why I made that point, because just like in college, the NFL, they also review every play. In New York, New York is the central office. So they got the call wrong on the field initially, but then they fixed it from the off-site review. What I'm saying is you have to improve in that area. You're making my point for me, BT, or not understanding my point. So we can look at the on-field refs all we want to and make them full-time. We can lock them in a room, make them study the playbook until they blew in the face and not give them food or water. They still can make mistakes. And when they do make a mistake, what about the off-site review? That has to improve. That is my point, Vol BT. That was my point. And I use Julio's catch because in real time, Julio's a freak. Most people don't make that catch. Most people don't get that benefit of the doubt, which is why it was an incomplete pass initially. But that's why you have technology. NFL was a billion-dollar business, and they used their technology to get the call right. That was my point, Vol BT. So I appreciate it. Let's go back to the phones. Rusty. Rusty, good morning. Good morning, good morning. What's up, what's up? Same old. Same old what? Same old same. Same old, same day. old thing? Yep. We're talking about rest. We're always going to be talking about rest because they're always going to get calls wrong. And I don't think it matters if they're full time or if they answer questions or what we do. How does it? We're just they're just gonna miss calls. They're they're human. And Ben's right. I know. <sighs> let me let me gather my thoughts on that. Ben is right on this one subject. They um. They have to like go to the review booth. And let the referee explain to us the rule more thoroughly, and that's it. Yep. The 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 fumble in, in the Ole Miss game, 
the ref didn't give us an explanation. Nope. The fumble in the Alabama game. The ref didn't give us an explanation. Exactly. They're going to miss the calls, and we can't do nothing about it. That's right. 100%. But But Sankey's human. But but Sankey's chicken-ish. His his comments yesterday were were vague at best and not not saying anything. He was just making excuses, and that's another problem. Anybody disagree on that? I agree with you. I mean, I I, I don't think he was wrong in what he's in, in saying that the the tempo does make it harder. I just I just think he didn't, you know, he didn't answer the question or be pressed to answer. The question, I think, you know, yeah. and, and and this is this is where my my interview class at Tennessee as an athlete comes into play. When the great Bob Ford walked us through, and the great Bob Kessels walked us through, is that you can answer the question however you want to answer it. So if somebody asks you a question, you can answer how you want to answer it. Now, there's a follow up, and Ben has been in journalism school. There's a follow up that we did not hear. We just we just heard the you know the, the 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 clip. We don't know what was asked before or, or afterwards. But I would imagine if a good follow up was asked about, hey man, what about this play right here in Alabama? What about this play right here at Ole Miss? Like full time yeah. or part time, this play could be wrong. It could be called wrong. What are you gonna do to fix it from your offsite? You know, a place to make sure that the call is right. Like that's that's the answer I want to know. Right. The there was a playing a baseball game in the Red Sox um, Astros game, I think maybe the Red Sox Devil Rays game, where something nobody had ever seen before a few weeks ago. Uh, it was a ball that bounced into the seats off of off of a player and it ended up being called a ground rule double. So the run from first base didn't get the score for the Devil Rays. The Rays, whatever. Um. And all the officials on the field knew exactly what the right call was and the right way to interpret the rule. I don't believe our officials know every possible rule well. You know why? Because they're not full-time. Bingo. Yeah, that's part of it. That, that, that's my point. I, I don't expect perfection from referees. I don't. But you can't tell me that if, if they're not forced – to explain why they make a call, if if they're not full time studying their craft, reviewing their craft all throughout the season, all throughout the off season, you can't tell me that it, it wouldn't improve. And I think drastically, wouldn't it be perfect? Wouldn't it get all the calls right? But it would improve drastically, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. And I agree with you. And I also think that the same play at Alabama could happen with full time officials. And when that does happen. What are you going to do to make sure the call is right? Yep. What about the fact that you can't review a play after another after the ball's been snapped on the next play? I get that. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. You can't you can't enforce a penalty after another play's been run. But I think maybe a targeting you can't enforce the penalty after, but you can if the team snaps the ball too fast. Still, the booth looked at it and called down to the officials and say, "Hey, we can't enforce the penalty." But number three. For Georgia State committed targeting on the last play, he's going to have to be removed from the ball game now. Even though we didn't, even though we didn't stop it before the next play, we're not going to enforce that penalty. We're not going to give the 15 yards to that team, but we are going to remove the player because he did commit the, the infraction of targeting, which is supposed to be the biggest deal going in football today. Yeah, it, 
are you on the same page as me to where like that that should be the case for for just targeting like like I yes I, if yes. if it's a fumble or completed pass incomplete pass right. I like if 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 right. the other team that if the other team doesn't review it in time then I just think well that your loss sorry should have yeah, reviewed can, it can ring that bell yeah. can ring that bell. But yeah. the targeting thing, be, you can still remove. But you yeah. can still remove the player three plays later. Commercials are so long; just review it during the commercial. Right. Yeah. Although or, then you get to the the question of well, if 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 Jalen McCullough targets somebody on the first play of the drive, is it really fair that he gets to to play the remainder of the drive before you review it and and toss him from the game for targeting? Well, see, I think it's even more than that. Let's say the let's say the replay review booth just had too much going on because the next play had a review on it or the next play had a review. So he never actually saw the targeting. But the league office on Sunday can review the game and see, yeah, this was targeting, and they can suspend the kid for the next week for the first half for that targeting and at least say, yeah, we did see that it happened and we are doing something about it. The Alabama player probably should be suspended for the first half of this week's game. And you can do that (laughs) post-mortem. Yeah. Yeah. I just I still can't believe that. Not only was targeting not called, but they didn't even look at it. Review it. That, that, at that's it. the more egregious thing in in my opinion because I there's no doubt in my mind that he launched and crown of helmet hit Hendon's Facebook face mask which which caused his head to, to snap back. Did he I poke just, him? Yeah, he poke he poked him all right. He <laughs> <laughs> said Facebook, you got to be a poke in there somewhere. <laughs> but that's what that's why TCE call was so great because alright man you said that you review every play you say you look at every play doesn't seem like it sometimes not on that one there's yeah. supposed to be a guy in the booth I'm, I'm like 90% sure maybe it's the NFL but there's supposed to be a guy in the booth that is is solely looking for targeting and he buzzes down to, to stop the game to review targeting and <laughs> it happens all the time where the ball's about to be snapped and, and the ref comes flying in, waves his hands, blows the whistle. The, the previous play is under review for targeting. Like, yep. it, it happens all the time. They get buzzed. So, yep. how how was that one not buzzed? That's, that's, hey, man, I'm with you on that one. All right, we'll take a quick timeout, go back to the phones after this. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Good morning, Swain Event crew. Fall is here, and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time, too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market, and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799.
Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com.
D.R. Vall is on the line. Brian Mauer's new best friend. But first, got to tell you about the official UT license plate. It is available at Tennessee County Clerk locations across the state of Tennessee. Goes to support scholarships for UT students. $15 of the $35 specialty plate fee goes to do that. Alumni.utk.edu backslash license plate and ask for the KA plate. That is the Knoxville alumni. What were you saying, Ben, about our next caller? Uh, Brian Mowers, best friend, new best friend, D.R. Vall. Hey, man, it's always great to have new best friends. Man, I love new best friends. D.R. Vall, good morning, man. Can you be my new best friend? Uh, sure. I mean, Ben was the one saying the other day how I didn't have any friends, so I guess I get two former Tennessee Balls as my new best friend. Did, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a VFL, so I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a VFL. <laughs> I'm never a former Vall. I'm always going to be a Vall. <laughs> is Harrison Bailey a former Vall? Yep. Brian Maurer a former Vall? Yep. But he's going to get his degree from here. That's, good. That's a good point. I don't know. I'm not the police. He'll, I don't he'll, care. He'll, he'll be a Vall. Did, did you ask Brian Maurer about it being his football team, D.R. Vall, last night? I did. I did. I told him I'm not, I wasn't going to cower away from it because I didn't like the comment, and I got plenty of tweets out there. And uh, he said it was in poor taste, and he shouldn't have said it. He understood that uh, people spend money on the team because that's what I was about to go at. And I evidently started with some guy tweeted at him, and the guy deleted the tweet, which I didn't know. But yeah, I asked him. I'm I'm, uh, I'm not going to cower away. From I'm proud of you. You're better, than, you're better than Paul Feinbaum. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, my boy, man. I ain't letting I ain't letting y'all slander Paul yeah. too much. Oh, please, you've been the one slander him all show. No, I have all hour about how a real follow up question. I, I mean, they taught me that in Tennessee. I, hey, I'm journalism school. He should have he should he should have asked a, a follow up question. But that's not slander. Swain's never going on fine bomb that's again. Not, that's not slander. I'm just saying he should have asked a you know, follow up question or a better question to pin him. Swain, Swain's not well, getting that invite anymore. Blaine, since this since Fine Bomb's your boy, I guess this is my question for Ben. Ben, who do you think's got a bigger Alabama tattoo on their chest? Greg Sankey or Paul Feinbaum? Jeremy Pruitt. Oh, no, well that that's a tramp stamp on him, but I'm in on their chest. And, Amante, com- and confirmed. Amante Turner. Oh well, you ain't right. Did he cover it up yet? No. Let's see what happened was Poor Lamonte Poor Lamonte got the, the Alabama script A before he it's for the Braves. It's for the Braves. Yeah. Well, now you're going to piss a, off Braves fans. He's a Braves fan. <laughs> you know, guys, I like I like Greg Sankey's answer to that. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, if I'm at dead end with my kids and the waitress kind of trying to hint that my kids are acting up, saying, oh, they're getting a little wild, aren't they? And I say, yeah, I wish they'd behave. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what his answer was to me. Yeah. It, it just it gets, he gets an answer, but he has control to fix it. He knows. Kind of don't want to fix it. He he know he knows there's got to be some issues to 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 correct what has transpired this year. He knows. We'll see if he does it in all season. We'll see. I, I've got I got two questions. I know you're mm-hmm. into the That's show. Answer. First one, Swain. Will the players are they able to go home this weekend? I know with COVID things yes. a little more strict. Coaches probably don't want them going around, and especially. With Big game against Kentucky, but are they are they going to go home? Yes. Okay. And my second question is, what do you think happens first? JJ Peterson commits to school, or the Lions will win a game? And I'll hang up. And listen. Uh, JJ Peterson, it's, it's a better chance JJ Peterson goes down to Valdosta, and he is the linebackers coach for Shelton Felton, Shelton Felton, Shelton Felton, who was named the head coach 
at Valdosta um, yesterday. So, congratulations? No. Screw you. Like, he's, he's, he screwed Tennessee, so screw him. See, a part of me is, and I don't know, like, what Shelton Felton has been saying behind the scenes, but I thought about this yesterday. A part of me is like, why the heck would Vod also want a anything associated with Russ Probst? Russ Probst is connected to Pruitt. Pruitt's connected to Shelton Felton. Look what Felton did at Tennessee. A part of me is like, yo, he was coaching at Akron last year. He was pulled up from the high school ranks by Pruitt. He didn't have a choice but to do what Pruitt told him to do and follow Pruitt's lead, or he would be back in high school. And so a part of me is like, ah, man, I'll, I don't blame Sheldon Felton too much for, you know, dibbling and dabbling a little bit, getting in trouble, um, because, hey, man, you kind of have to, you know, walk that, walk that line, right, if you're going to recruit in this conference. And, you know, he was just swayed by, by Pruitt. But a part of me is like, why in the heck would Vaught also even touch anything close to Rush Probst or Jeremy Pruitt? I don't know how to feel yet. I don't know how to feel, but – are we going to get a, uh, another TV reality show down there in Mount Austin? But this time with Shelton Felton? Probably not. Probably not. I will give Shelton Felton some advice. That feller with the, the one hand, one arm, I wouldn't be talking to him unless you want your conversations recorded. Be careful. That guy's going to get you caught up. Alabama, man. Alabama taking the Braves script A. Or did the Braves take Alabama script A? No, the Braves had it first. Alabama used to have a big, big, ugly block A with an elephant coming through it. That's, that was their logo that, that they used all the time. I'll never forget how ugly that logo was. <clears throat> and then they kind of did some some rebranding, and then they used the, the script A. But Atlanta had it first. Lions and, and Bears played this week, right? No. Oh, next week. Oh, Bears yeah. play the 49ers, and the Lions play the Eagles. Next week. The, the Bears and Steelers play Monday Night Football. That's, I guess that's what I was thinking of. That's going to be terrible. I know. For me. And then the Lions and for, Steelers for football play fans. the week after. The Lions and who? The Bears play again? No, the Lions. We play the Bears on Monday Night Football, and then we play the Lions. Oh, man. That should be two easy wins for the Steelers. Nothing is ever easy. Easy. should be easy. I'm serious, man. I ain't joking. I'm going to keep it real, even when it's my team. My team's hey. garbage, and the Lions are the dumpster. It, it, it's it's miserable to watch Big Ben play football. It, it's not miserable to watch Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden and TJ Watt, the, the, the Watt brother who can stay healthy. Hey. It's not, it, it's, it's not horrible to watch those guys play football. Cam Sutton sure is balling right now. TJ gonna get old here in a little bit, and we'll see what? how he healthy. just got drafted. In a little bit, just like you know, JJ was young at one point and was healthy, and then Father Time caught up. TJ gonna get old like everybody else, and we'll see how healthy he'll be. Why, why are you rooting against TJ? Huh? I'm not. Why, why are you wishing ill will? There you go. Oh, here you go. The, the message boards logic. I just said. That he is going to get old at some point. Just an unnecessary comment, Swain. Don't get triggered. No, you just shut your mouth. Don't get triggered. Keep stealing comments to yourself. TJ Watt uh, onesie 
on at night. Don't get mad. You, you can dress up and be TJ Watt for, for Halloween. Got the buzz Why, cut. Because I'm white? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got... He doesn't have a buzz cut. And got a buzz cut, don't he? Uh, I think, I think, he's I think like he got a buzz cut. Short hair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because you're white. That's why you could be white. Because you're, you're damn sure better not be dressing around, coming around looking like Cam Sutton, or we're so going to have some problems. You, you don't want me to paint my face black and dress up like Cam Sutton? We're going to have some problems. We're going to have some problems, Ben. What's, what's wrong with painting my, my face black? We're going to have to honor Cam Sutton. We're going to have some problems. We're going to have to call office furniture outfitters <laughs> and get some new furniture, because there's going to be some moving up in here. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see what else is up there. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right, Nelson. Nub, Nub Nelson. Shelton Felton, be careful. Watch out for Nub Nelson, man. He going he to get you. If you talk to him, make sure that all electronic devices are off because he will record you. <laughs> Nelson says you can definitely, you definitely can't be Steph Curry either for Halloween, Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I was going to go with Ja. Go go go! Find a wig of dreads and paint the face black. Put the arm sleeve on. Pencil some tattoos. You know on my what arm. you should you should do it this weekend in Memphis. That's a great place for you to do it <laughs> to do blackface. Yeah, do it in Memphis, man. Go ahead and go ahead and put out that um that Craigslist ad for a new co-host because you probably <laughs> won't make it back to Knoxville. <laughs> uh, Justin says, "Can Cade Mays come back for another year? He can. He won't." He won't. Uh, Big Orange one two three says micro trip in the ball coming before fans riot. Man, I would love that. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, let's see what else here. It's on text box. It's already ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's Sankey's fault, man. Sankey's fault. Fault. That's a good thing. That's already ten o'clock. I'm tired of talking about Harrison Bailey and the stupid SEC refs. Jacob says, I think Henning could play himself into a first-round pick if he comes back another year. Also, do y'all think Bailey saying he's leaving now is writing on the wall that Hooker has told coaches he's staying? Uh, Heupel did say earlier this week that the bye week is a good time for seniors to talk to seniors about the possibility on staying or leaving. Good question. Uh, I think Harrison was, was probably going to leave regardless because this is just the second staff that's not been a fan. That's, yeah, I mean, simply, you know, simply put. So, simple as that. <clears throat> simple as that. Uh, ATL VFL says can't form, fumble forward in college. If you fumble in the end zone, going into the end zone, and you recover, it is a touchdown. So, you can do that. You can do that. But as far as fumbling forward in the open field, nah, you can't you can't advance the ball uh, on a fumble. But you can recover for a touchdown. I think it's if it if it goes through the end zone, right? Well, if it goes through like the end zone, it's a, it's a touchback. Right. I think that's but, what is being referenced on the text box, like the Malik Foreman play against Texas A&M. Well, like the, Bryce Young fumbled into the end zone, but it didn't go through the end zone. Well, there's so some folks are, that are questioning the fact that if Alabama that that you can't do what Alabama did, which was recover your own fumbled end zone and you can yeah this is this is does ATL VFS says you can't fumble forward in college you can fumble forward 
end zone and then recover it. But in open field, there's like there's, it's it's different in open field. Um, so if, if you fumble and ball goes forward and then you recover, like it goes back to the point of where you fumbled. That is our time for today. Ben McKee will be in his job Morant Speedos <laughs> on his way to watch the Grizzlies and uh, enjoy the bye week. It's not Friday, I'm just saying. Enjoy the bye week. Uh, tomorrow we'll be joined by uh, Seth Stokes, the first hour, and then former Tennessee defensive back, NFL defensive back, Jonathan Wade, will co-host with me uh, tomorrow. So, time to party when Ben is out of town. <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. Just, I, maybe I should have go to business. Just like when you party when I'm not there, getting Tony <laughs> Vitello on and such. So, have a great day. Swain event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue.